You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We are on the cusp. We're all, we're very, very close to the one-year anniversary of CHOP, Capitol Hill Occupy Protest. So what do we have going on? We have got an organizer planning a CHOP block party reunion, and he's looking for some money from the city to fund this event, looking for some money from private people. Do we really need a CHOP reimagining, rethinking, revisiting event? I don't think so. That was kind of a uh, that was kind of a train wreck, wasn't it? I mean, that's the way I saw. It. That's why I was down there covering it because it was like, hmm, this isn't probably going to end well, and it didn't. Well, let's let's see what's up with an organizer planning a chop block party. We're going to talk about that. We're going to see what Jason Rance ta- has to say about this as well. I think his article is pretty good. We're going to get into it. Before we do, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I read the news that you might want to hear. Let's jump on in. Seattle Parks makes call for Cal Anderson summer event ideas. So before the whole Rona thing, before the whole chop thing, there were some events being planned for the Cal Anderson Park. That's the main park in Chop. That got all derailed. Chop happened. Uh, Cal Anderson Park got shut down, reopened, shut down. Just a nightmare. They're trying to get they're trying to get a little park momentum going. So then we've also got an organizer planning a Chop block party in June. And this is kind of an update to that. Seattle Parks Department is offering planning and funding help for events in Cal Anderson one year after the Capitol Hill occupied protest that filled the park and nearby blocks became a center for the Black Lives Matter movement in Seattle. Meanwhile, an organizer who has focused on the art of the protests, the physical art, has announced a chop block party weekend next month to mark the one-year anniversary of the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zones formation. No issues with the art other than the fact it was typically all graffiti on buildings, which is illegal. However, some of the art was pretty cool. I've got videos of some of that stuff. And I know they tried to uh, preserve a large portion of it if they could. Some of the art was beautiful. I mean, it just was. If you're into that kind of art, it was like, wow, this is some pretty spectacular stuff. But spray painting on public buildings, for the most part, I am a no-go because that's illegal. And that's kind of where I stand. The city's call for summer 2021 events doesn't mention last year's tumultuous months of protest in the park that culminated in December sweep and clearance of homeless encampments and activists from the public green space. Yeah, I was there covering that as well. Uh, the Seattle Park support is part of the 2020 Cal Anderson effort that was curtailed by the pandemic and the job protests. The community program, including the Cal Anderson Park Alliance, has pushed forward since to organize community cleanups and new lighting and could eventually lead to other resources like mutual aid facilities in the park. Cal Anderson is also busy with work to add new art as part of the AIDS Memorial Pathway and construction to strengthen and upgrade the park's waterworks fountain. So a lot of stuff going on. And then we're going to try and slide in a little chop action here as well, it sounds like. Last summer, after Mayor Jenny Durkin's July 1st order to sweep and clear chop, the mayor said she hoped the 2020 Cal Anderson initiative could grow to memorialize chop with art and permanent features in Cal Anderson. Do we really want to be memorializing CHOP? 
I mean, we saw how that ended. People being killed, literally, just the eternal train wreck that it was. Is that something that we really want to be kind of going back to? It's not clear if the city will be supportive of the the planned CHOP block party event. Earlier this month, the city was still not issuing permits for unrestricted events like marches that can't be controlled for the number of participants and social distancing. Other large early summer events like Seattle's Pride Parade have already announced plans to hold virtual celebrations again this summer. On Capitol Hill, there is hope for safe in-person Pride events later in the summer. Organizers of another major neighborhood event, the annual Capitol Hill Block Party, have not yet announced plans for the summer after moving the event online last year. So that's kind of the background. That's the setup, what's going on, Capitol Hill in Seattle. Slated for the weekend of June 11th, organizer Mark Anthony says the CHOP anniversary block party has not yet received a permit from the city. In the meantime, the event is calling for vendors, including food trucks, to be part of a weekend of speakers and live music in the park. We've asked city officials about the anniversary event, but haven't heard back yet. The city, meanwhile, is looking for ways to bring new gatherings and activities to the park. Organizers, um, Seattle Parks, here's an update. Seattle Parks confirms that the application for the CHOP anniversary event is being evaluated by the city, but a permit has not been issued at this time, and no city funding has been given to this organization for this activation. The same group is currently discussing funding through the Parks Commons Activation Program, but no grant or contract has been finalized, department spokesperson writes. The spokesperson says events are again allowed in the park provided they comply with current public health guidelines. Applications are being accepted, but no events have yet been issued a permit. Okay, let's go on and see from a different perspective what Jason Rance has to say. KTTH radio here in uh, in Seattle. Rance, activist plans taxpayer-funded chop block party a year after murders and attempted rape diving right in just going right to the heart of the matter and that was when i saw this headline that hey we're gonna have a little reunion block party i i was kind of thinking in my head why why would you do that that makes no sense whatsoever did you not see how that went down did you not see what happened maybe you didn't maybe you're just thinking about the beautiful art I don't know. But I mean, we literally just took away the big concrete blocks from the East Precinct, the major police station right there, because so many of the activists had tried to burn police officers, set it on fire, graffiti it up. They placed a whole bunch of snow at the top of the ramp for the officers couldn't get out to 911 calls. I mean, just they tried to quick read closed one of the doors and then set it on fire. You know, one of the ingress egress doors to the to the precinct. I mean, just a bunch of knuckleheaded stuff by these activists, right? So why would we have a reunion weekend? Why would we have an event planned for that? I don't know. It didn't really turn out like the summer of love, did it? I mean, it, you know, when you've got two teenagers being killed because there really wasn't a police presence, is that something that you really just want to put on the calendar year after year? And, oh, let's just, let's revisit that and 
Let's just talk about let's let's just remember the good times about job. An activist plans a block party to celebrate the deadly Capitol Hill occupied protest chop. How utterly disgusting. What is there to celebrate? That's what Jason Rance is saying. Chop, also known as the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, came from a violent conflict with the police. It directly caused the violent murders of two black teenagers, the shootings of two others, attempted rape of a deaf woman, multiple assaults, vandalism, a riot, and so much more. Now, uh, is this a uh, is this a dramatization of what happened? Uh, let's let's look through that again here. Violent murders, nope. Shootings of two others, that happened. Attempted rape, uh, yep, that was on the books. Multiple assaults, absolutely. Vandalism, oh, <laughs> it was loaded with that. A riot, uh huh, and more. Yes, that that all did happen. So are these the kind of things that we want to have a, you know, a weekend to celebrate? I mean, is this the summer of love portion that we want to remember? Probably not. If you're focusing on art, okay. But that was such a small portion of what actually happened there. It wasn't because of the art that the mayor basically shut this down, was it? No, it was because of this other stuff. So Jason goes on to say, celebrate chop question mark. It is a stain on our city. And I think that's how most reasonable people see it. They see it as yeah, we don't want to celebrate that. That did, did you not see how that went in the end? Yet the man spearheading the event is seeking taxpayer funds. Mark Anthony with Chop Art Nonprofit is planning the event for the weekend of July 11th. It will include artists, musicians, and speakers. His intent, he said, was to create a positive image for change. But Chop wasn't a positive image at the time it existed. It really wasn't. It, initially, it did feel a little bit like a block party, and I talk about that. But it went so quickly from that to just violence and this other element kind of taking over. And I think everybody kind of saw that. But you just you couldn't really figure out truth from fiction. There were stories about all kinds of stuff. But when it was all said and done, there wasn't any police presence there. What police presence there was in the area when they tried to get in, they couldn't. Two kids got killed. A bunch of other stuff happened. Businesses were hammered on. There's multiple lawsuits going on. Do we really want to, you know, revisit that in an official capacity as an event? Chop, the people who were really there for the right reasons, we weren't there to destroy these businesses or damage them in any way, Anthony told Como TV. Now, there were bad actors there. I can't lie. Those bad actors took over Chop. They're the reason why the autonomous zone existed. Yep, can't argue with that. That is the reality of CHOP, right? Is that these these bad actors were kind of there doing their thing. And somebody, well, we're not naming names, but somebody told the East Precinct, you guys, all the cops in the East Precinct, you guys need to vacate. You need to give up a peace offering to the peaceful protesters um, so that they can feel good about themselves. And we're just going to have this block party and it's what we're doing. And then one kid got killed and then another kid got killed. And then 
We had uh, a march on the mayor's home. We had uh, a sit-in, an illegal sit-in at the city hall by said protesters. And it was just a mess. It was an armed insurrection. It was responsible for loss of life. Activists can romanticize CHOP all they want, but it was a farce that became deadly. Yeah, it, I mean, you can't argue that. It, it was deadly. Literally, two kids lost their lives. 16-year-old and a 19-year-old. Ask the 19-year-old Horace Anderson's mom how she feels about CHOP. Ask his mom how she feels about the city's responsibility during CHOP. Who was responsible? How come the cops couldn't get in? Why did the cops? Why were the cops sent away? Did the city of Seattle have a little bit of liability there? Well, she's got a lawsuit going that says yes. Ask the businesses that took the massive hit during CHOP because people didn't really want to go in there because they weren't sure if there were armed guards, if they'd be thrown out, if they'd be assaulted, if they'd be accosted. People didn't know. They couldn't figure it out. And there were rumors of the activists, you know, hammering on the businesses and basically extorting them. Hey, if you don't pay us, we're not going to allow you to have your businesses open. I mean, it was a rough time. And those businesses, they've got a lawsuit going. Maybe ask them what they think. Should we have a chop revisit? And I think they would collectively say, hell no. That's what I kind of think they would say. But that's just me. And again, I'm a real estate guy. So what would I know? We should not celebrate CHOP. We should ridicule it. It should bring shame to this city. And everyone who helped create and maintain CHOP has blood on their hands. Anthony said he's looking for significant donations to cover the costs for the block party. He's raising the money from private donations and seeking roughly $9,000 from the city of Seattle. The Parks Department could potentially help Anthony. Parks announced it's offering financial assistance and planning to qualified Cal Anderson and Park events and activities this summer. It says it's waiving many fees for events and that staff is available to discuss event planning and related issues. It remains unclear if Anthony's disturbing event would qualify for funds as Parks hasn't announced grant recipients yet. But it would be hard to justify the city putting money into this event. Well, I don't know, Jason. This is Seattle. We do some pretty crazy stuff. If you have the focus on just the art, I think you might get a little money. You might get a little money to host your weekend event. I see that as possibly going down. I mean, as crazy as it might sound. Um, they might be better off sending any grant money to the victims' families murdered thanks to the city's incompetent leadership. Perhaps they could offer it up to the businesses negatively impacted by the vandalism. Or better yet, this is a good one right here. Or better yet, they could spend the funding on an iPhone 101 course to teach how not to de delete text messages potentially tied to an ongoing lawsuit. That's the part I like. Let me read that again. Or better yet, they could spend the funding on an iPhone 101 course to teach how not to delete text messages potentially tied to an ongoing lawsuit. If you haven't heard about that piece, uh, the mayor, uh, Mayor Jenny Durkin has said, I don't know what happened. My cell phone had a setting that every 30 days it would delete everything older than that. And then uh, the texts for Chief Carmen Best, 
Huh, those are missing too. And then uh, texts for our Harold Scoggins, the uh, chief of the fire department. His his texts went missing as we've got a we've got a dearth of text messages here, and it's related to the lawsuits going on. So people are trying to figure out, hey, who 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 told the police officers to give up the East Precinct? Who made that happen? That's what we're going after here with the uh, with the iPhone 101 course. So and politicians, everybody who's in this position, they've got training on how to retain any kind of information that might be need to be recalled down the road. And cell phones, they are one of them because these people are texting nonstop on some of this stuff, right? So this is a matter of public record. It's not like a, 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 a you know, a private person like you or I, or we're just like, oh, I'm just going to delete that. No, you got to have record of it. And for some reason, I mean, it's, it's questionable. And it's kind of like, well, how did that miraculously happen to the three of you involved with the chop decisions? We don't know. I mean, it's a mystery. So yeah, the iPhone 101 course, I think that's funny. That's a pretty direct jab right there. But a, you know, it's legit. You got a lawsuit going on and you can't get the information you need. And I've done, uh, I've, I've talked about that here on the podcast about what that looks like and the manpower, the manpower that tax paying citizens are paying for because, you know, these officials didn't, they didn't keep their text messages the way they should because maybe there's some information in there that leads to a little bit of liability that is not going to make the city look good. There's some liability. Somebody's got some liability. And this looks like a cover up for sure. Faux show, right? I mean, can you see this any other way? So we've got lawsuits going on. We've got city officials doing cover ups. It looks that I mean, it looks that way. I can't prove that. I don't know. I don't know what's in those text messages. Maybe they're just like, hey, can you get some milk at the grocery store kind of texts that were deleted? It's unknown. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say, that's probably not what got deleted. But should we be having an event memorializing this kind of activity, when you've literally got multiple lawsuits going on, people were killed, other people were injured in various crimes, businesses were hammered on, buildings physically hammered on. I mean, literally, the vandalism that went on during that that thing. I mean, it's worse in Portland, but that's not saying much. You know, and it was a shocking time for the business owners that were in there. They're like, what is going on? Now, some of them said, ah, it's okay. But they kind of had to, because they didn't want their business to get rocked. And for, how about the homeowners living in that area? Kind of tough to sell a home in there, right? I mean, a little tricky. Hey, don't don't mind the activists marching and throwing bricks through the, uh, you know, Seattle in, into the Seattle Police Department over there, just right over there. Don't don't mind that. I mean, look over here. Look at the beautiful park with all the tents in it. I mean, this is this is a open park. This is a greenbelt area. The tents they're temporary. They'll probably get swept out of here at some point in time. So literally, this is what's happened. Chop got swept out. Cal Anderson Park got completely swept out July 1st. And then a bunch of the tents went back in over time. And then 
you know, December, just a few months ago. Yep, you got another sweep. And they brought in the backhoes and they brought in the dump trucks and they brought in, you know, all the craziness because that you had a bunch of activists, housing activists saying, Oh, don't sweep the parks. Well, that is going on. And so you've got all of these narratives, none of which are necessarily all that positive. We're just not seeing a positive spin here. So if you want to go back to the art, okay, but I, I don't think you tie that to the whole greater chop thing. You might say you do, but I know, and I know they did. I think they were able to save some of the art and they made some of it a little bit more permanent ish. When I was over there, um, I was walking through Cal Anderson Park and chop, I don't know, a month ago, something like that. I was over there looking at uh, Miller Park, where a lot of the people from Cal Anderson Park who got swept out, they moved to Miller Park, which became another park that got swept. I mean, this is just what's going on, ongoing, with the CDC saying, hey, you can't sweep out any of the parks. Well, that stuff's getting lifted now, because it's kind of gotten to the point where it's really bad. Maybe some of you guys have been listening long enough where I was talking about a uh, metal shop that was operating in North Seattle in one of the homeless tent encampments. If anybody knows about that, what happened there, let me know. Sean, S-E-A-N at seattlerealestatepodcast.com. I really, so many of you guys have reached out to me. What about the metal shop in the tent? I want to know too. Maybe it wasn't a tent. It was a locked, like, you know, maybe lean to structure, but it was within a homeless encampment. I mean, those are the kind of stories that we need to find out the answers on. That's important stuff. This is, these are, these are stories we need to know. But, um, and I jest there because that's just so ridiculous, right? But having a, an anniversary event for CHOP, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think one of the things I will do is, and I've been, I have worked on it a little bit. It is all, I'll probably release all my footage that I have from Chop. So much of it was edited. And yet, um, I'm just going to throw clips together and see what it looks like. I've got a lot of footage. You know, there's a lot of footage of just walking around. Hey, this, here's this going on. And, um, I think people, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out and say, Hey, I'd love to see that. Or I'd love to see it without the music you had, or Hey, didn't like your edits there. All right. That's fine. Um, and maybe I just throw all the footage together and I'll do a release that way. But that's more of a, here's what chop looked like. And we all know how it ended. So it's kind of like, um, it's an unfiltered documentary, right? So I'm, I'm thinking about doing that for all the days that I was there. I, I'm guessing I was there, I don't know, six days, something like that. I'm totally guessing between, you know, the beginning and the middle where they had all the back and forth right before CHOP got shut down. You had Antifa saying a bunch of stuff. You had people saying, hey, we're getting paid. We're not. I mean, it was pretty crazy. I had um, Fox News reaching out to me because I had done a story on, you know, something related. And um, I had the president of the Seattle Police Officers Guild reaching out because of that story. It was some crazy stuff. I mean, it was just wild that activists had taken over, you know, a six block area in Seattle and the whole nation and parts of the world were watching. It's like, what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Somebody made the cops vacate the East Precinct so that we could have this block party. 
that didn't end up so block party-ish. It was wild times. For me, it was like, what are we doing here? What is going on? Yeah, the activists were doing their thing. Was there, you know, Black Lives Matter message at the beginning? There probably was, but it was so overwhelmed by all this other stuff going on and people getting killed that I think it lost its message. I mean, almost just right from the get go. Um, yeah, I, I was there early on when uh, maybe maybe a week after it had been there. And I started going just to kind of because I'm like, there's no way this is happening the way that the media is portraying it. Because you had kind of the far right saying one thing and the far left saying one thing. And it just didn't make any sense. And that's kind of when I start to, to go, all right, there is only one way to figure this out. Let's get a, let's get a GoPro and just go down there. And then I think I did a couple of live streams um, before our Black Block clad friends determined that live streams, no good. We don't want any live streamers because we're going to be doing some stuff that isn't so, um, you know, it's not so appropriate. It's, you know, it's more in the gray area of what's, you know, what's lawful and what's not. We know how that goes too, right? So that's what I'm kind of thinking about doing. I'm not doing a memorial to chop by any means. I'm just going to release some footage so you can kind of see, hey, this is what went down. And uh, not have it be edited. I thought that's that's what I would do. I've got the footage. Might as well release it. Maybe somebody will watch it. Maybe they won't. I don't really know. It's not that hard to do. It's just kind of, you know, not even splice up the clips. Just literally throw them in a big, huge line, upload it to YouTube, all that other good stuff you got to do to get stuff uh, to that point. But um, yeah, so other people are thinking, all right, we need to have an event for CHOP. And then other people, Jason Rance. Not so much. This needs to be forgotten. Did you guys not see that people were killed at the event? Is that something you really want to memorialize? And we've got ongoing lawsuits that because of what happened there, maybe this isn't the uh, the summertime Cal Anderson event that we're all thinking of. But then again, in Capitol Hill, it's kind of like anything goes. So maybe they do want to have this event. Maybe they want to talk about what happened. I don't know. Not really sure. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to probably release a bunch of footage. If you guys like it, great. Let me know. If not, um, you know, I'll get like two or three views and that's two or three more views than I had from before. All right, that's it for me on this one. But I think most of you guys are probably more in the Jason Rance end of things as far as having a city paid event memorializing chop happen because taxpayers paying money for something like that. I think that's where you guys are at, which is, uh, I, I just, that doesn't make any sense. All right, that's it for me on this one. I will catch up with you guys on another one. I've got some other good topics going on because um, we're getting into summertime. We've got some stuff going on, some power grid failure and uh, just stuff. Um, no masks. CDC said last Thursday, I'm recording this on what, a Tuesday? Tuesday, May 18th. Um, CDC said, if you've been fully vaccinated, you, you know, you, your options are open, whether masked or not masked. Um, my main gym is basically saying, Hey, if you've been vaccinated, um, if you've been vaxxed, no mask for you going to go on the honor system. I don't know what I'll do. We'll have to find out. Stay tuned to 
future episodes of Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, guys, that's it for me. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being part of the podcast. I will catch up with you soon. Until then, stay safe. We'll talk then. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.